Welcome to the I Have ADHD podcast, where it's all about education, encouragement, and coaching for adults with ADHD. I'm your host, Kristen Carter, and I have ADHD. Let's chat about the frustrations, humor, and challenges of adulting, relationships, working, and achieving with this neurodevelopmental disorder. I'll help you understand your unique brain, unlock your potential, and move from point A to point B. This is Kristen Carter, and you are listening to the I Have ADHD podcast, episode number 57. I am medicated, I am caffeinated, and I am ready to roll. I'm just going to get right into it. This week, we are talking about how to go to bed when you want to go to bed. So there's no such thing as on time, right? Like the ideal bedtime doesn't really exist for every human. You just decide what is best for you. But many of us have that time in our, our brains where we're like, this is the right time for me. I want to go to bed at 11 p.m. or I want to go to bed at 12 a.m. or I need to be in bed by 10 p.m., right? And then we just don't. We just don't do it. And today we're going to dig into why. Why don't we go to bed on time? And also, how can we make it easier for ourselves so that we have more success in this area? So as you know, I have ADHD. I was diagnosed with hyperactive ADHD. It is pretty uncommon for women or girls to be diagnosed as hyperactive, but here we are. I have always struggled to sleep. I have always struggled to just, you know, feel tired, go to bed, and fall asleep. I have also struggled with just like feeling super abnormal because I feel like normal humans just like go to bed and go to sleep. Uh, But the more people I know, whether ADHD or not, I realize that that's actually not the case. Many, many, many humans struggle to sleep. Those of us with ADHD and especially hyperactive ADHD, we can struggle to greater degrees, okay? So I remember as a kid always being the last one to fall asleep. I remember at sleepovers, I was always the last one to fall asleep. So you're there with all of your friends and it's so fun, but like If there was any talking, if there was any light, if anything was like out of place or distracting, I would not be able to fall asleep. That, by the way, is still the case. So Greg and I go to bed and I always hear him fall asleep and then I fall asleep. I mean, I would say like 95% of the time is what we're talking here, okay? So it's just kind of like very, very normal. My son struggles with this as well. My dad struggles with this as well. As you know, ADHD is extremely inheritable. It is as inheritable as height, according to Dr. Russell Barkley. And so therefore, we can just kind of see these patterns in our families. And I used to think it was a huge problem. And I also used to have major anxiety about the fact that my kids struggled to sleep. So I would get so agitated and worked up when my like toddler would just not sleep. None of my kids were great sleepers. They just weren't. Um, I don't produce good sleepers. And I think the reason is pretty obvious because I'm not a good sleeper. So um, in the last couple years, I've really changed my perspective on this and it's no longer like a huge problem for me. So the kids come down, they're like, I can't sleep. I'm like, yeah, 
that happens. Humans have trouble sleeping. It's no big deal. I give them, you know, tactics and send them on their way. I'm no longer going to get agitated about it. And I also really work to not get agitated when I can't sleep. A lot of the times we get ourselves so worked up that we just wake ourselves up. We get our adrenaline pumping. We just get really, really wild at nighttime. Now, a lot of my clients will tell me that they don't know why that they don't go to bed on time, which is really interesting, okay? So we're going to talk a lot about that. If that's you, if you're like, I just don't know why, like I am, you know, I intend to go to bed at 10 o'clock and then it's 1 a.m. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize it was 1 a.m. I want you to know that we're going to get real, okay? Because we're going to really begin to uncover why. Now, a lot of people are going to recommend that we create a nighttime routine, and I think that's adorable. It's so cute, and it is so sweet, and I agree that it would be ideal. It would just be absolutely lovely if we could create a routine, and we could stick to the routine, and we could follow the routine, uh, but that would mean that we don't have ADHD. Okay, friends, that's what that would mean. So like if you have a nighttime routine that you're sticking to every single night, I want you to really question, do you even have ADHD? (laughs) Because one of the huge, huge, huge things about adults with ADHD is that like routines are not our besties. We have good intentions, but then we forget about them. We don't follow through. They work for a couple days and then we just like don't do them. I told you what my morning routine looks like. It's basically like, hey, if it's okay with you, just like don't die. If you just eat and take your medication and make sure that you're wearing all the appropriate clothing, that would be amazing. So those neurotypicals that are like, hey, just like create this nighttime routine. It's going to be like so lovely. That's great. We love them. I'm so glad it works for them. And I'm not saying that a nighttime routine is bad. I'm just saying that it's very unlikely that you will be able to set a routine and follow it perfectly. Okay? So I do try to have some non-negotiables for myself, and I am going to talk about that, um, just like I have some non-negotiables for myself in the morning, like take your medication, drink a cup of coffee, and make sure you're fully clothed. Those are my non-negotiables for myself, right? So at nighttime, it's the same thing. Like I have some very basic non-negotiables, but the idea that I would be able to create this elaborate routine and then stick to it every day is a complete myth. And I want to dispel that myth for you as well, okay? So if you're kind of like shaming yourself or beating yourself up for not having a nighttime routine or not being able to stick to a nighttime routine, I just want to say like, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to be mad at yourself for that. That's just called having ADHD and it's all good. Okay, no problem. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you 10 tips on going to bed on time. Now, again, when I say on time, I just mean whatever time you want to go to bed, right? So if going to bed at 11 is on time for you, great. Going to bed at 1 a.m. is your on time. That's totally fine. I have no opinion about that. It does not matter. But basically, it just means whenever you say you're going to go to bed, right? So on time is just whenever you say you're going to go to bed, right? I'm not going to make that distinction again. I just wanted to make sure that we're very clear. Tip number one, I want you to think about why you're not going to bed on time, okay? I want you to get very clear. I want you to notice 
what you're doing or what your patterns are. Now, you might be able to sit down and do a thought download on this immediately and recognize, you know, five reasons why you're not going to bed on time. That's great. Like, take a minute and do that. It's very valuable information for you to have. But a lot of times when I'm coaching my clients on going to bed, they tell me that they don't know why. They don't know why that they don't go to bed on time, right? So this is just like a cute, adorable, sweet little white lie that we tell ourselves. We're like, oh my gosh, I just like don't know why. But you do know why, okay? Your brain knows exactly why. So I really want you to ask your brain, hey brain, why don't I want to go to bed on time? Why do I just lose all sense of time, you know, between the hours of 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., right? Why are we avoiding this? Why am I not wanting to go to bed? Now, we're going to really dive into this because a lot of times we carry around a ton of shame and self-loathing because we weren't as productive as we wanted to be during the day. And so we think we have to punish ourselves or make up for it in the nighttime, in the evening, okay? Or we struggle to notice what time it is, or we struggle to transition out of something that we're enjoying doing, okay? We hate transitions. Okay, that was a very broad general statement. I hate transitions. Maybe you love transitions. I despise them. They're very difficult for me, okay? So if I'm sitting on the couch and I'm laying there and I'm just like, I need to go to bed, but that's going to require me to get up and to walk upstairs and to like do the things that I have to do in order to go to bed and it just feels like a lot of work. So I'm just going to stay here for another hour and a half so that I don't have to do it, okay? I recognize that in myself right now. And because I recognize it, I can usually coach myself out of it. I can be like, okay, honey, I see what you're doing, but actually it's only going to take a minute and a half to move from the couch to your bed. Let's go, okay? So getting clear on why. Are you feeling shame because you don't think you got enough done during the day? Are you struggling to notice what time it is and need to set some alarms for yourself? Are you having trouble with the transition of, you know, whatever you're doing and then going to bed? For a lot of us, nighttime is the only time that we get to ourselves, right? So like if you have kids and especially now in quarantine, when everyone finally goes to bed, it's like party time. Finally, like let's enjoy our lives time. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, that sounded really sad, but honestly, let's be real. So I find myself wanting to take advantage of the quiet, wanting to take advantage of like being in my own home with silence. Okay. And so knowing exactly what is keeping you from going to bed is the first step. So don't allow yourself to be confused, okay? If you're like, I just don't know, I just don't know. Why am I not going to bed? I'm not sure. I'm confused. You're not going to solve the problem. You're not going to have any insight, okay? So don't spin out on this. Instead, begin to ask your brain and begin to uncover and see exactly why you're avoiding bed, all right? A lot of us are actually avoiding it. Okay, tip number two, I want you to decide that you got enough done today. Listen, this is huge. This might solve all of the problems, okay? Decide that you accomplished enough today. You don't have to do it in the evening. You don't have to do more work. You don't have to beat yourself up. You don't have to punish yourself 
okay? If you don't just choose and decide that you got enough done, you probably won't ever go to bed on time, okay? Now, you're going to want to tell me like, hey, I hear what you're saying, but I really didn't get enough done and I really have to do it in the evening. And that's fine. You can keep that thought around, but just know that you won't ever go to bed on time. It's just the way it is. And that's fine. Like, it's totally fine. You can just at least now have the awareness. Like, oh, I am staying awake because I didn't think I got enough done. And I actually want to keep that thought around. And I'm going to keep thinking that I didn't get enough done. And I'm going to keep working. Do you know what I'm saying? But if you want to stop your work, if you want to have the peace of like the shut off of the work time, you have to just say you got enough done. You just have to. That's the way it is. So we can talk about that in another podcast. I feel like I could do an entire episode on like deciding that what you have done is enough. Um, If you haven't listened to my episode on perfectionism, episode number 56, I think that that would be a really valuable episode for you if you listen to it in light of what you got done during the day, if you listen to it in light of what you've accomplished, and also like telling yourself it's enough. It's enough. It's done. I don't need to beat myself up and work myself into the evening it's done. Okay. So for myself, I really try to set a cutoff time for me where I'm like, listen, there's no more working after 8 PM. My clients, I love them. I love my clients, but they don't have access to me or to my brain after 8 PM, meaning I'm not going to think about them. I'm not going to think about them after 8 PM. So I've really had to train my brain to not think about work because I love work. It's one of the joys of my life. I love it so much, right? So I enjoy improving my company. I enjoy improving myself. I enjoy troubleshooting with my clients and like helping them to solve problems. But I needed to set a very like hard and fast cutoff time for myself so that I wasn't constantly thinking about work, problem solving about work, having that chugga, 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 just like total um, spinning out in my brain. I have really shut that off. So uh, it's like 8 p.m. for me, no more thinking about it. No more problem solving. No more of the turning and spinning of my brain related to like work, clients, and all of the things. What I got done today was enough and my clients are good without me for the evening. They're going to be totally fine. (laughs) It's totally fine. Okay. So decide that you got enough done. Decide a cutoff point where you're going to stop thinking about work. All right. What's really important here is that you simply decide that you have the permission to relax. You decide to give yourself permission to shut off your brain and shut off your body. Now, one of the things that I used to do was look around for validation outside of me for that permission to relax and try to gather evidence for like, oh yeah, I've done enough today. And so now I am worthy of relaxation. But what I've realized recently is that that's not even a thing. That doesn't ever happen. So I never get enough done. I never ever quote unquote get enough done by my own standards, right? And so there has to be a point in time where I just grant myself permission to relax. So if you struggle to give yourself permission to simply shut your brain off and relax at the end of the day, I just want to co-sign that for you. Here you go. You're totally allowed to relax. You are a lovely human being 
And at the end of the day, you deserve some downtime. You can relax. Another thing that I think is really helpful, this is tip number three, set aside a short amount of time to wrap things up. So I've noticed that a lot of times when I have the intention of going to bed and I'm like, oh, okay, it's 1030, it's time to go to bed. And I start walking in the direction of my bedroom, I get distracted by all of the things that I've forgotten to do. Oh, I need to start the dishwasher. I need to tidy up a little bit. I got to write that email. I forgot to sign the paper for my kid's school. And it just gets me out of the mindset of bed and shut down and no more thinking, right? Remember, as an ADHDer who has the tendency to be hyperactive, my brain wants to be like a hamster wheel that just keeps going and going and going. And so I have to intentionally create space for it to shut off. So now what I really try to do is wrap up all of those like little side job things when I put my kids to bed. So I am starting the dishwasher. I'm making sure like if there's anything that has to be tidied up, I'm going to tidy it up. I'm kind of wrapping up loose ends. I'm signing papers, whatever needs to be done. So I take that 10 minutes before I move into like relaxation mode. I take that short period of time to kind of tie up all of those loose ends. Okay. So that way on my way to bed, I don't get my brain moving again. Like there's absolutely no thinking that needs to happen after 10 p.m. for Kristen Carter. Like that's my no more thinking, no more doing, no more like, oh, I just like need to do that one more thing. It's a no, right? So that has been a boundary that I've really had to set for myself. You are not allowed to do any thinking or doing after 10 p.m. So 8 p.m. is my cutoff from like thinking or doing work. And then 10 p.m. is like, hey, if it didn't get done, like if the dishwasher is not started by 10 p.m., it's fine. We'll do it in the morning, right? Those little things, they seem small, but they really do get my brain moving. Okay. Speaking of brain moving, tip number four, if you notice that you are really hyper-focusing on a thought pattern or you're in a brain loop, if there's just things chugging around in your brain, if you're afraid that you're going to forget to do the things, or if you are feeling shame for not being productive during the day, I highly encourage you to do a thought download. Thought downloads are our friends. You can check out episode 16 if you haven't listened to it. It's all about the art of the thought download. I believe it's titled Major Brain Hack, and it's all about getting the junk out of our brains so that we do not have to like hold it up there, okay? So if you're struggling, if something happened during the day, if if you're feeling um, triggered or like you just can't stop thinking about things, I encourage you to do a thought download. Get it all out of your brain. It will be so helpful to you. I promise you. What's happening is that the thoughts just kind of get stuck rolling around up there in our brains and they don't have a release. The thought download is the release. It takes them from our brain and puts them onto paper and there is so much relief in that. So if you notice that you are um, spinning out on a thought, if there's a thought loop going on in your brain or if you're kind of triggered or emotional from the day, thought download is your friend. Tip number five, do not feel weird about taking melatonin, of course, ask your doctor first, or some other sleep aid, okay? 
Lots of ADHDers use sleep aids. I've used different sleep aids from time to time, and there's no shame in that, okay? So if you feel like you need something more than just all of these like natural tips, don't feel weird about talking to your doctor about using some other sleep aid. Um, I've taken melatonin. It's great. Uh, I know there's a lot of prescriptions out there. Whatever feels most comfortable for you, obviously talk to your healthcare professional. I am not a doctor. Do not do anything dumb, but know that there are options for you out there, okay? Tip number six, if you have a roommate, a spouse, a partner of any kind living with you, and they are good at going to bed at a certain time, use them as a body double. Now, I used to really resist going to bed with Greg because he would go to bed around 10.30 or 11 and I would be like, it's too early. I'm way too wired. I'm absolutely not going to bed with you. But what I realize now is that if I can just use him as a body double, it really does help. So when he gets up to go to bed, that's my cue. No matter how much I don't want to do it, Nine times out of 10, I make myself go to bed with him because it really does help me to make that transition, settle down, and just, you know, go to bed when really, in all actuality, I do want to go to bed at that time, right? Like when you ask me, what time do you want to go to bed? For me, it's I want to be in bed by 11. I want to be like, almost asleep by 11 p.m. And so in the moment when he's on his way to bed and I'm like, ah, I don't feel like it. I don't want to go to bed right now. I want to finish this show or I want to finish this text or I want to like, you know, keep scrolling on Instagram or whatever the case may be. I really do try to use him as a body double and just let his cue of going to bed indicate for me like this is non-negotiable, go to bed. Um, that's been very helpful. It's taken a couple years for me to really get on board with that. I think that there's this like ADHD slash Enneagram 8 part of me that's like, I don't have to listen to you. I don't want to go to bed now. Like you can go do your thing and I'm going to stay here and do mine. But honestly, it always works out better for me when I just use that body double cue as like, hey, it's time. Like, time to go lay horizontal in the dark and not have your brain do any more work. All right, tip number seven, yoga or stretching has been so helpful to me and I know a lot of my clients do it in the evening or before bed. And so I'm not sure what the research or the science is behind this. I'm sure many of you are more educated on this than I am, but I do know for a fact that yoga and stretching can be very, very, very helpful for relaxing your body and allowing your mind to settle down. If I ever struggle to sleep in the middle of the night, I will always come out to the living room and um, either stretch or practice some yoga, and it is always extremely helpful to me. So I hope it's helpful to you as well. Tip number eight, limit your exposure to electronics in the evening. So, of course, because I'm like a human woman in America, I am watching TV and on my phone at the same time for the majority of evenings, right? So like last night, I was watching Survivor, the season finale, and I was scrolling on Instagram, and I had never been happier. Like it was so amazing. But 
I know that there does need to be a limit where I like really back off of the electronics. So for me, I really try to be done with electronics at 10. It doesn't always happen. It's not a perfect system. But if you notice that the electronics keep your mind really, really awake, then you might also want to implement some sort of system to help yourself remember to shut down the electronics earlier. So I have my phone go to sleep at 10 p.m. Unfortunately, most nights, I just like ignore that. So I definitely am trying to figure out a better system for myself so that like every electronic in my house literally dies at 10 p.m. and there I have no access to them. If I could just have like automatic locks on all of the things that just happened at 10 p.m. and then there's no override, like I would have to use a chainsaw to get into them, that would be amazing. But to my knowledge, that kind of technology does not exist in the world. If it does, please let me know. I'll buy it from you. Um, so limiting electronics, shutting it down earlier than you probably think you need to is going to help you to turn your brain off and ultimately lead to going to bed on time. Okay. And attached to that, don't sleep with your phone in your room, dude. Like if your phone's an issue for you, if you notice that you're scrolling, put it in your kitchen. Put it in your bathroom, put it downstairs, put it somewhere where you do not have access to it right next to your bed. I don't know if you know this, but there is this amazing invention called an alarm clock. And what it does is it beeps at the time that you set it and then it like wakes you up. So we don't actually need our phones for alarm clocks. We can buy them for $5 on Amazon. So if you notice that your phone is a problem for you, like next to your bed, you find yourself avoiding sleep because you're on your phone, I highly recommend investing in this newfangled contraption called an alarm clock. It'll be amazing. Another thing, tip number nine, something that I've been doing recently, a sleep or a meditation app. Amazing, amazing, amazing resource for those of us with ADHD who have trouble turning our brains off. There are different types of meditation apps. Headspace is a really popular one. One of my clients uses Insight Timer. I have started using Dwell, which is like scripture, put some music and you can like choose your voice and choose your music. And then it has all of these different like meditation things like for sleep and for starting your day and all of this different stuff. And for me, that's been really great. I've loved that so much. So figure out one that works well for you. There are some free ones and some paid ones, but some sort of sleep or meditation app could be really useful for shutting the brain down. Okay. And then lastly, when your process inevitably does not work. Just check in with yourself. Be kind, right? It's not helpful to look at the time and be like, oh, now I have three hours to sleep. Now I have two hours to sleep. Now I have one hour to sleep, right? Something that I do is once I'm in bed, I never look at the clock again. I absolutely refuse. I turn it toward the wall and I never look at it again because honestly, it gives me anxiety and it makes me angry when I see what time it is. So just make sure that you're setting yourself up for success, okay? Be kind to you. Like it's not going to be perfect. You're not always going to be able to sleep well. It's okay, right? You're not always going to follow the process perfectly. It's okay. There will be times when like ADHD or hormones or something, you know, weird happens and you're just like not able to go to bed when you want to. 
but you know that you can pull an all-nighter and not die. I know you know that because you've done it. (laughs) I know you've done it because I've done it, right? Like, you're fine. The next day is a little bit more difficult, but you can still have an amazing day even when you've gotten very little sleep. That is a belief that's really been helpful to me is just knowing that how much sleep does not determine how good of a day I have the following day. Like I can have three hours of sleep and still have a great day because I get to decide if I have a great day. So I want you to really process that, right? Like we have these standards of sleep. Again, I'm going to reference perfectionism, right? It's like, well, I better get eight hours or tomorrow I'm just going to be absolute trash. It's like, no, I love getting eight hours of sleep and sometimes I get five hours of sleep and either way I can have a great day the next day. might be harder, but it is possible. Okay, I'm going to review these just super quickly. In order to go to bed on time, you need to get clear on why you're not going to bed on time. So notice why you avoid. Notice what gets you tripped up. That's the first step and it's very important. Then decide that what you got done today is enough, right? Got enough done today. It's good. Don't need to do any more. Set aside a time to wrap things up so that you're not wrapping things up at 11 p.m., okay? Make sure that if you feel like your brain is spinning, that you do a thought download and that you get all of the thoughts and emotions out of your head and out of your body and onto paper so that you have some distance from them. Make sure that if you are struggling to sleep consistently, that you talk to your doctor or healthcare professional about the possibility of taking some sort of sleep aid. That could be very useful to you. If you have a partner or a roommate, use them as a body double. Make sure that you're taking care of your body and that you're practicing yoga or stretching or doing something to relax your body. Do your best to limit electronics. Use a sleep and meditation app, which is funny that I just said like limit electronics and then, but by the way, use a sleep or meditation app. I understand the uh, irony there and I'm going to move on. Okay. And then check in with yourself. Be kind when it doesn't work perfectly. Listen, you got this. You can go to bed when you want to. You can set the time and you can follow through. If you're not following through, get very clear on why and then troubleshoot from there. I hope this is helpful. I will see you next time. If you're being treated for your ADHD, but you still don't feel like you're reaching your potential, you've got to join Focus. It's my monthly coaching membership where I teach you how to tame your wild thoughts and create the life that you've always wanted. No matter what season of life you're in or where you are in the world, Focused is for you. All materials and call recordings are stored in the site for you to access at your convenience. Go to IHaveADHD.com slash focused for all the info.